Welcome to Cheap Wine and Good Food, the podcast where we try to find cheap wine and good food. Yeah, uh, I'm Virginia Palencia and I'm Marion Breland. And we're here today uh, drinking. I know that may come <laughs> as a surprise. <laughs> as a surprise, as a surprise. And um, we're pretty excited about this wine for two, <laughs> for two reasons. Um, the first reason um, is we love a good story. And so the grape that we're looking at today is a Carmener or a Comanera, if you're going to do the Spanish pronunciation. Um, and the other reason we're excited is the price point. Oh. <clears throat> and we're, we've already started drinking, so you might as well just start catching up. So how much did we pay for this bottle of wine? Four dollars. Four dollars. Four dollars. I feel like we've hit the lowest we can possibly go. It's good though. We're closer to a four dollar bottle of wine than we are to that that uh, oh, eight dollar yeah. bottle. That's right. That's right. Because we have a humble goal here at this <laughs> podcast. Apart from just legitimizing our drinking and forcing our families mm-hmm. to put it on a schedule <laughs> for us, uh, our humble goal isn't to get millions of fans. Oh no. Oh, no. We just want to make enough money to buy a bottle of wine. Yeah. So every rating, every review, every time you choose to subscribe, you are getting us incrementally closer to that goal, one penny at a time. And I want to say we're, I think we're up to 71 cents. Oh, so cheers. 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 Thank you. Getting closer. Mm. So today's wine is Panelanco. Um, or Chief of the Lions. It is a Carmener. It's from Chile. And it is a 2017 reserve. And we scored it at Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> I, at this point, we got to stop calling them Trader Joe's because they're not giving us any money for all the advertising we're doing. True statement. We're going to call them Trader Jose's. Trader Joe's? Trader Joe's. So, yeah, uh, Trader Joe's, the knockoff of Trader Joe's that gives us cheap wine. Yeah. Um, So, I guess, do we talk about the grape first or do we talk about this wine first? What do we think? What do you think, Marion? Let's go with the... uh, Well, you know, I'm trying to figure out where it's from, so... um, Oh, that's right. We should point out that we do have Wikipedia open right in front of us. Um, to legitimize us. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Marion has wine enthusiast, and I have Wikipedia. Um, So I'll start with my Wikipedia entry, and you just fill in the blanks. Okay, I got you. All right, good team. Um, So uh, the Carmenere grape was originally in the Madoc region of Bordeaux, but it's hardly ever found in France. Um, And the reason why I love the story of this grape is basically everybody thought it was extinct in the 1800s, And then basically one day they were in Chile and people said, hey, that really kind of looks like that extinct grape. And they're like, no, man, it's it's Merlot. (laughs) And then they test it. And it turns out for hundreds of years, they had been growing the Carmenere and thinking it was Merlot. So what a story, right? So basically, if you're drinking it, you're you're drinking a very old version of a wine. And I think that's kind of cool and historical, right? That is. So what does wine enthusiast have to say? That Wikipedia didn't already cover. Um, 
pretty much it was 1994 when they realized. <laughs> 1994 when they realized <laughs> what they were actually growing. That's pretty amazing. What I want to know is um, that, that in my mind, it's like a simple man. He's just got like a couple <laughs> yeah. of grapes and yeah. some fancy people come in from Europe and they test his grapes. And in my mind, he got a fortune. Like he they did. gave him a ton of money. I They probably didn't give him enough though. Yeah. They probably got him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess people like it. It's a medium bodied wine. It's supposed to be really smooth, heavy on the fruit. A lot like the, the stuff that we already like to yes, drink, it turns out. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, so Maybe you gotta switch to a white wine. All our wines are red. I just realized that. That's me. Um, I'm purposefully steering it towards my, <laughs> my taste, but we do, we're going to have to start doing some whites because I've already gotten one email from the one listener that we have who's like, the hey. The one listener? <laughs> yeah. There's more than one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why Why not white? And uh, and so we do got to do some justice there. Yeah. I think when it gets a little warmer, maybe, because it's oh, only March. Well, it's spring now. Oh, yeah. Uh, the equinox was yesterday. It was. It doesn't mm. feel like it, but it Mm-mm. was. No, it's true. It's true. I, I just want to go back and point out that y'all heard it was her and not me, right? I'm forced to do this. Forced. <laughs> You're forced to do this low rent operation. <laughs> you know, we don't even have a podcasting microphone. Um, we are our our recorder is literally on top of a Koya Adobo seasoning bottle. That's one True of our favorites. <laughs> another, another sponsor. Hello. The red cap with the pepper <laughs> with the pepper. Koya. We sure love that garlic flavor, don't we, Marion? We, we love it. We put it in black beans. We put it in chicken. Oh my gosh, I had beans yesterday and today. And no, we put it in sopita. We put it in. We put it, it in goes everything. Everything <laughs> except ice cream. That'd be odd. But I bet you could do it with fried ice cream and sprinkle it on top. Oh, you probably could. We're not going to try that though. <laughs> no, no, that's not really my bag. We're already digressing. Oh, um, my bad. So what does wine enthusiast have to say? Oh, you want me to actually read this? Hold well, on. I mean, you know, you know. That means focusing of the eyeballs. They they mentioned a region that I had difficulty pronouncing. Oh, the Ancagua. Hold on. Give me a second. See, we should have started with that. Cause you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'll practice it over and over again. You guys got to forgive me. Now okay. I gotta I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up from some professionals. Here, I brought this up. Let's see what this one says. Aconcagua. Oh, that seems legitimate. Oh, she's she got it. Yeah. Aconcagua. Maybe. Aconcagua. No. No. <laughs> I feel like that said Aconcaguan. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I don't think that's what we're going for no. at all. Um, so we're going to go with whatever that woman said. <laughs> that wasn't the woman. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go with whatever the woman said. Aconcagua. Yeah. The Aconcagua. Oh. Yeah. Wait, let me let me do it again. I'll do it. We just lost the one listener because this is excruciating. <laughs> Aconcagua. Okay. Yes. That region. Aconcagua. Yes. That region. Um, oh, and that that's a region in uh, Chile? It is. Okay. It is. And is that where um, a lot There's of the Carmenere is? says in the Central Valley. So I can say Central Valley. Central so, Valley. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. Thank uh, you. For saying that. Yes. You know what I really like about this? It's got a beautiful red ruby color. It does. You know what I like? It makes me feel warm inside. Yes. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about the nose. You know, Israel and I joined a wine guild, 
And they told us the best way to capture the nose of the wine is to put your nose kind of in the glass and have your mouth a little open and inhale. And whatever the first smells you smell, that's how you do it. Because remember, guys, we're not experts, clearly. Um, so, Marion, let's practice. Get your mouth open. <laughs> Get your so mouth glad open. Kevin's not here for this. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Wait, my mouth is open. What am I supposed to do next? No, inhale. Yeah, oh. breathe through your nose. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Okay. Oh, I smell ripe summer fruits. Oh, it does. I smell cherries. Oh. Okay, I'm going to switch it in the glass now. Okay. Not a lot of leg on this. It's kind of a new young no, wine. No, doesn't have Oh, but that beautiful ruby color. It looks like the color lipstick I ha- was rocking around 1994. So was that part of the aging process? Is that does that is that what gives it its legs? Girl, I don't know. That's something we're going to look up and uh, learn for the next podcast. Because uh, we're drinking one glass at a time and learning this one glass at a time, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But legs, that's what they call it. So you got the nose, you got the legs. There's no ass in this. Is there? Body. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, uh. Yeah, there are. There's other body parts uh, in in the wine language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. This is not bad for four dollars. No, not for. It is, is pleasant. Mm-hmm. I would do this again, and it's got a lion on the front. When we get to four dollars, we can. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what we'll do. We're gonna celebrate when we hit the four dollar mark. We're gonna get another bottle of Panelonco, and we're going to do a YouTube video of us drinking it. I'm ready. Okay, I love it. Well, you know, Marion, if we could just look it up. We could look up on Wine Folly. They have this great graphic right here. Learn how to taste wine and develop your palate. And it's got this little graphic. Look, and it has like an (laughs) eyeball shooting a laser beam into the wine glass. I see this. Smell. We see this woman putting her rather substantial nose into the Mm -hmm. wine glass. Taste. She's drinking it. That's not the same nose. No. And then think. I guess okay. you think about what you just tasted or what you just did. If this were a graphic of you and I, how would this actually go? Uh, we're down to the drinking part. Okay. We, we skip the first two It steps. begins with drink. <laughs> oh, definitely. And then another drink. Mm-hmm. Pour. Drink. And then maybe I look at it and go, oh, what a pretty color. <laughs> and then we'll think about the next bottle to open. Mm. That's accurate. So the thinking is part of it. If it wasn't for the podcast, we wouldn't smell. That's true. Oh, look, and it even gives you a handy, handy graphic guide. Look, a visual inspection of the wine under neutral lighting. Huh, what's neutral lighting? Smell. Identify aromas through orthonasal olfaction. In other words, breathing through your nose. Taste. Assess both the taste structure, sour, bitter, sweet, and flavors derived from retronasal olfaction. Breathing with the back. How do you breathe with the back <laughs> of your nose? I'm going to try this. Okay. So I'm going to breathe with the front of my nose. Okay. How do you breathe from the back of your nose? Is that mm. from the throat? <laughs> what is- I feel like it's that awful sound girls in middle school used to make when they had colds. Oh, my God. Oh, goodness. No. No. That- I don't know. Nothing. I I feel... I feel like this is a level we're never going to reach. Sorry if you hear the typing. Yeah, this is fascinating. 
I think that's what they meant when they had us breathe first through our nose and then they had us breathe with our mouths slightly open. I bet that's the retro, retro nasal olfaction. I don't know, girl. But you know what? This is a great wine for $4. So let's talk about some food, Marion. I have, it's been a little cold. And with a wine like this, I think it goes really good with the dish that I made recently. I make it a lot, as you know, in winter when you come to my house. Um, and it's orchetti and sausage. Do you ever cook with orchetti? I do cook with orchetti. It's like one of my favorite pastas now. It's a, a simple, easy, especially with a young one in the house, so I don't have to worry about cutting up his pasta, and he loves it. Oh, that's true. I guess people don't know how many children you have, Marion. How many is it now? Seventy? <laughs> we don't discuss Do numbers. you have plans for more? Uh, no, we're done. The Breland plan is done. We have solidified the house, the numbers. How many children is that now, Marion? That'd be six. Six total. Six wow. minions. Wow. Yeah. You're a better woman than me. We like kids. I do too. Um, I've got three. And because I was a teacher for so long, <laughs> you could argue I have several hundreds you, that you I do. still check in with from, yeah. from time to time. Because you're never really done mm-hmm. if you, you have a good relationship, I guess. People like to come in and still ask advice or let you know how they're doing. So that's kind of nice because I don't have to put any effort in anymore. <laughs> and they go home. They don't. Yeah. Understand. And it's, it's actually all pleasure. It's all, oh, how they never come to you when their life's falling apart. So it's always, it's yep. always good news. It's always good news. Um, yeah. So a dish I make a lot is orchetti and sausage. And when people come to my house, they like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they would probably really like to know is how stupid easy it is to make it in is. my opinion. Um, if you don't know the orchetti, those are the little, they look like little ears or little hats, I mm-hmm. guess you would call them. They're shells, essentially, for those that are simple. They're yeah, shells. but they're not like ribbed or lined. They're like crimped. Yeah, they have little, yeah. Yeah. What I liked about them and what I loved about them as a little girl is like they're like, they're little pockets. They'll hold the sauce <laughs> in like a little pocket because of their shape. And so mm-hmm. I was always greedy more about the sauce and the protein than I am. <laughs> About the the pasta itself. Um, But yeah, and it's actually a dish that they do make over in Italy. Uh, It's it's a rather common thing or like an incarnation of it. Mm -hmm. But we tend to Americanize it, of course. Always. Um, So I'll tell you guys how to make it. um, Because unlike Marion, I like to share my recipes. Oh my goodness. So Y'all will get them when I die. Oh. I'm not sure about that. You'll have access to all of them. Like, I die, and then, like, this email just shows up out of nowhere, and it's like, bing. And it'll be there. Yep, and it's like all my recipes. Oh. All of them. I see. Um, I would say probably the secret to the recipe, I think what really makes a difference, truly, is the um, Romano or Parmesan that I get. I don't do shaker Parmesan. That's the one thing I spend a little money on. I won't do it. Interesting. You're worried about the finishing touch. I always start with the base. The yeah. Beginning. But so I was going to say, me, what distinguishes my my dish from other people actually is the quality of the cheese that I'm putting on it. Oh, they don't. They don't even care. By the time I get done, they're like, oh, mommy cooked. Oh, yeah. 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 So they can sprinkle whatever cheese they find in the refrigerator. But, you know, we keep cheese. So. Yeah. So when you make yours, what do you do? Um, I boil the orchetti in salt water, yeah. salted water. 
Um, cause you don't want bland noodles, people salt your water. Yes. Um, and then I cooked the meat with, uh, some garlic and look at her. I can see her mentally trying to leave I out am. one ingredient <laughs> so, so you like, don't get it. I kind of onto your tricks. Trick me. I know. I, I know. Realize. Yeah. So I cooked the meat. She's got to, you got to have the Holy Trinity. There's got to be garlic, olive oil, and onion yeah, happening in that, some way. Yeah, yeah. All that goes in first actually. Because you want to kind of break down your onion a little bit before. You don't want hard, crunchy onion in it. Mm. And uh, you cook that a little bit, and then you throw the, the meat in, you cook it down, and then I add the, um, I get the chicken broth ready. Mm-hmm. And I make my own broth. I don't do the box store-bought broth stuff. Oh, you don't cheat with mm-hmm. the... I like making mine with simple water and bouillon. Or really? even the uh, paste from... Uh, you, you can know, get from Costco, other places. You I was going to say more. the big box store, but you yeah. insist on trying to get like a sponsor. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> so Costco. I'm not going to get you my four dollar <laughs> bottle of wine if uh, we have to continue relying yeah. on this. Format. Costco has this stuff. I showed you, you know, the little yeah, paste. Yeah. yeah, I forgot what it's called. Better than bouillon, maybe or yeah. something like that. But yeah, I put like it's modeled off of what they have in restaurants. Um, I worked yeah. in restaurants for years, and you would just get these giant tubs, basically. Of kind of a gelatinous chicken stock. Oh. And that's exactly what that is. It's a boost. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not not one. I, I use it in a lot of things. I'm not too proud. Yeah, so I pour my stock in with my meat. Then I dump the broccoli on top, cook it down a little bit. A little bit, sorry. And then I add my pasta in. Oh, you got to add some butter in too. Actually, mm. it's a lot of butter. It's like four tablespoons. Depends on... <laughs> It depends on how, how much you're making, people. I make for the clan of six. I see, I see. There's eight total in the house, but, you know, so I got to make extras. So I normally do, for most people, I compare my recipes to, like, say I double my recipes. So if I ever give you a recipe, cut it in half. Yeah, because you're you're cooking for yes. um, I cook pretty for, much a team. Yeah, for the team, and then the next day for people to take the lunch. Yeah, leftovers take for the lunch. lunch. Yeah. So that's how we cook in that house. Yeah. Um, so so do I do, do the same thing. I do I do a salted pasta water. And once I have that going, I get a big fat skillet, mm-hmm. probably cast iron. I do a little bit of olive oil, maybe like a tablespoon or so. And then I break up. I use spicy Italian sausage. I like the spicy heat in the winter time because it's really not that spicy once you put all the other stuff then it kind of diminishes oh see i had red pepper see you're making me give up my secrets i put red pepper flakes me too (laughs) wait a minute i feel like you stole my recipe i didn't (laughs) yeah and so like i'll cook up the meat like five or six minutes break it up with a spoon um i'll add some garlic and cook it more this is actually the one time i won't use onion um i don't use onion in this dish and then i add a little reserve pasta water um, a oh, yeah, trick yeah. a lot of Italians do mm-hmm. is you take some of the starchy water that's cooking the noodles, tablespoon, yep. two tablespoons, whatever your dish you're doing, and you add it to the protein part of the sauce part because that makes it stick to the noodle better. Yep. At least that's, I don't know if that's true, but it that's what It also thickens it up. It thickens up that sauce. Yes. Then I'll add in a little more olive oil, a little broccoli or broccoli rabe, or I've even done string beans. I'm or not peas. picky. You did peas one I've time. done peas. It's whatever's kind of on hand that's green. I add, um, I don't know, maybe, you know, I'm not a measure. Maybe like a half a cup of chicken broth, three quarters. Depends on how much sauce I want. Mm. Cook that down. 
put in some Mediterranean sea salt, put in like maybe a teaspoon of red pepper flakes. And um, once the vegetables are cooked, mm-hmm. now it's butter time. So speaking of measuring, butter in. so when yeah. you measure your teaspoon, is it with the actual teaspoon or do you do it by sight? I do it by sight, but when I try to tell people, mm-hmm. I tend to tell them a teaspoon rather than what's probably more like a tablespoon for me because my husband and I eat very spicy food mm-hmm. and two out of three of children love spice and one is just kind of grudgingly accepting Isn't that it. crazy that you have, there's always one that just like, ah, oh, so you got to make sure you like put, either put yeah. some of that to the side or you have to cut back. Yes. I have to dial back. That Ashley, um, man, oh man. Yeah. And then, you know, once a pasta strained, um, oh, so I'll put like, I would probably say at least three tablespoons of butter in. And then yeah. I, you know what I mean? And that gets that sauce so rich. And if you have um, a good ability to smell, you'll smell it and you'll know mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You put the pasta in, but now here's where the difference is. I either do um, Romano or I do Parmesan fresh shaved. But the other thing is that I'm picky. I spend money. Um, I make sure that I get Parmesan that's aged 18 months or above because the flavor difference, you can taste the difference between like a 12 month and an 18 month. We shall have to do that next time. So if I put Parmesan out for people to use, like if there's children at my table, which is very common, I'm going to put out the (laughs) 12 month. Yeah. I mean, here's a six month for you. But when I'm actually cooking like the dish for Mm -hmm. like adults, I put the extra effort in. Is it a, a better bite? Yes, it's a it's a it's a much sharper flavor. Like I can flavor. already taste it. I already you've eaten it many times yeah. here, and you're like, oh, what is the difference? It's not the butter. It's not the red pepper. It's actually that cheese that I'm putting in, and um, I actually prefer Romano, but Parmesan tends to be the one that I have on hand. Where do you like to shop for your cheeses? I go to different places. Oh, so not the grocery store. Uh, it's very rare I go to a grocery store. My normal shopping rhythm is based on the fact that I really like to save money. And I'm an ingredient snob mm. about some things. So I have three places I go over and over again. I go to a big box store that does not sponsor me. <laughs> and the big box store is where I get like the cereals and the cleaners mm-hmm. and the dog food and kind of those mundane items and things I keep in my deep freeze for when neighborhood kids show up. I feel like I do this with you on Fridays. It's 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 like a thing, right? You it can is. go get your samples. I think I do um, your second store now. <laughs> I go to Walmart to save money whoa, 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 on a lot of things. Isn't on the spot. That's a secret one I do. Oh, you leave me out of that one. Yeah. Who wants to go to Walmart? Right about By that. the James River Bridge. <laughs> I refuse to go there after 8:01 p.m. because <laughs> I like my life. 8:01. No offense. But it's 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 like you know those Instagram social media accounts about Walmart. I'm convinced oh. take place at that store. Oh yeah yeah yeah. There's something she just can't get. I haven't been in that store recently actually. I had spent a good bit several months now. Mm-hmm. I go to uh, Trader Trader Yos mm-hmm. for certain spices. I love their chili lime seasoning. Oh, I love that. That stuff. is really good. I love their red curry sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple things in their freezer items that I like. To keep on rotation. They have a good... It's $5, so it's kind of pricey, but they have like a bouillabaisse I like to have for lunch on the weekends. But mm. I really go mostly to Trader Joe's for the wine. And the they popcorn. got good wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, the other store that I go to I don't think is 
is in a lot of places in the States. It's called Lidl. But they had it overseas. They have them in Spain. Is that where they came from? Um, no, it's German. Trader, Trader, Trader Joe's is German, and Lidl is German. And all these that. is German. And I'm telling you, they do great grocery stores. Well, you know what? They're probably all the same chain. More or less. different names. Probably. Oh, I think we have outside interference. Oh, God. Israel, our informer, our the most educated person on this podcast, <laughs> seems to have an answer about the grocery stores he feels you need to know. Come here, Israel, please. Yes. Come tell us. So, little known fact. Did you know that Trader Joe's and Aldi's is actually the exact same? There are two brothers with the Aldi's chain in Germany, I believe it was. And one brother wanted to take the chain to America and call it Trader Joe's, and the other brother wanted to stay in Europe, and it was still Aldi's there. When it came to the U.S., then there's Aldi's South, and there's Trader Joe's, so it's the same company, just they changed the names when they brought it here. But the stores are completely different. Uh, they, I can changed tell you. It, they Americanized it, but it's yeah. the same basic principle. Trader Joe's is, looks a little bit cleaner, and it's Americanized. And has but... better ingredients and so better stuff. So you could have just said, hey, Marin, that, you're right. They are. <laughs> you could have just he cut could have. that short. He could have. He could but have. I had a nice piece of information here. So, as the uh, two-way wife of your friend, you couldn't just say, <laughs> hey, you're right. So, not only can you never tell your wife she's right, you can't tell your friend's no. wife she's right. that's what just happened. You know I'm linkless? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't, you can't play that card right now. Uh, oh, because we're drinking a wine from uh, Chile. No te entiendo. Okay, well, we understand you completely, so. <laughs> Marion, how do you say in Spanish, we, we're kicking you off this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I almost said. Uh, no. No, no. Oh, no. You know, actually, one of my favorite things about Israel is he is like such a repository yeah. of information he you is. don't expect. He's, he's very knowledgeable. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, so yeah, all the stores are pretty much German. Um, but I would say uh, I I enjoy Trader Joe's very much. All these has always been kind of a hit or miss for me, but um, the Lidl chain has really kind of been blowing up the East Coast, and that they has are. been delightful. The person who picks up the wine at Lidl um, is amazing. They do a really good I job. Met them. Yeah, they. Uh, I haven't met a meeting, but they have them like on a poster. Oh. And uh, cool. so they got somebody who's, you know, working hard to pick out good wines at a reasonable price and that same kind of philosophy that Trader Joe's actually does. Well, I like They'll all like the prices so there, so mm-hmm. they're pretty good. Their selection there is pretty good. But well, you can get good wine at a big box store, too, because a lot of the wines that they do um, are famous labels. Oh, actually, yes, you're right. Yeah, I can say that's true for Costco. So, like... If you get, I don't know, like a Malbec, it'll be like a famous Malbec. Mm-hmm. Chances are it's going to be an Alamos or, or something good quality. Mm-hmm. And then there's some where they ha- they sell liquor, but they don't in our area. No. They do in Washington, D.C., though. I wish they did. Uh, yeah. My friend David was telling me, he's like, yeah, their, their vodka is absolute. Like, oh. yeah, but you can't say it. It just says, like, Kirkland. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, because Kirkland. Kirkland is the bomb. Yeah. Them. So I guess at the end of the day, I'm doing this elaborate tap dance to save money, um, which I think most people kind of have to do, right? This day and age, yep. 
Yeah, I don't know many millionaires. Um, so that said, listen to our, our podcast because <laughs> we'll help you find some cheap wine and, uh, and a bargain if you trust us. You know, we might have lost everybody when we admitted we weren't experts. No, I think we got them. Yeah. I think they, they like the down-to-earth people. Yeah, you know, hopefully. Our one listener, as you put it. The one listener <laughs> in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> From Norway. From Norway. <laughs> but no, I think they, they like us. So what do you think of this grape? Um, it has been fulfilling. <laughs> <laughs> The bottle is almost empty. <laughs> yeah, this is this has been a really honestly. I think quick there's only minutes. been one wine we've actually had to actually pour out because it was bad, and I don't even remember the name of it. Yeah, it had a cart. It had an animal on it. Was it the pig or the rooster? It was. There's um uh there's some five dollar wines uh, at a store that will not be named that have animals on the front, and a friend of mine was like, "You love Spanish wine." Go ahead and give it a try. You'll love it. And we were like, this is basically rat piss. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. Yeah, it was not palatable. And this is a beauty of a $5 wine, or I would even argue an $8 wine. At the end of the day, it's the size of like, I mean, it's the price of like a fast food meal. Pour it down Mm -hmm. the sink. Life's too short. Yeah, you won't hurt yourself if you waste the bottle. So I got a special treat for you, Marion. Oh, I'm ready. Um, It is a second bottle of wine. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) But what's really cool is this is also another Caminera or Caminera, Um, but it's it's not in the price point. It's $16.99, and so I thought it would be fun to try a more expensive bottle of the grape. Okay. So you could kind of have a comparison to draw with a $5. Um, so if you'd like, let's give it a spin. I will. I will. Um, the bottle that I picked up is from our local um, wine store, which has the Wine Guild that we're now members of. Um, it's called Max. That's easy, right? Carmenere Reserva 2015. Um, it's got the Reserva, so hopefully that means things are a little more promising. And they named it Max in honor of Maximiano Errazores. And his visionary spirit that brought him to the valley at the foothills of Mount... <gasps> Say it, Marion! Aconcagua. There you go. The highest peak of the Andes and the Western Hemisphere. So I'm going to give you a little pour. <laughs> that sounds... It's a beautiful sound, it's, isn't it? It sounds delicious. Um, and I'm going to let you sit with it for a minute and maybe examine the nose of the fruit. All right, Marion. Um, so... We have a far more expensive example of this grape. It is a Reserva. And let's go ahead and uh, take the nose, make sure we're doing this correctly. Okay. What? I can't remember the words. I got the beef jerky. <laughs> I got you it. You smell beef jerky? Well, they do say with some South American wines, you can smell like... Leather, that's a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did it like right. Syrah. I'm telling you, I did it right. I got okay, that. I'm gonna open up my mouth now. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, go. Oh. I definitely, it definitely smells a little spicy. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm drinking now. Oh, you're already <laughs> drinking. All right, let me go to drinking. Let I'm me sorry. try it. But yes. Oh wow. 
that is so much of a heavier body. Mm-hmm. That's like a completely different wine. That was 2015, and what was the first one? 20... Um, 2017. I want, it has to be with aging. This is spicy. It's heavy. It spicy. I literally legit taste kind of a leathery coffee kind of quality. Yeah, it definitely long, it, it lingered a little bit longer than the other oh, one. Oh, the finish is really long. Like, it's still finishing. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. Wow. I think you would love this if you like a Syrah or something really heavy mm-hmm. and complex. Mm. I can see the merits to this. My wallet can't, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's a reason this is called cheap wine. Um, and the reason that for our palate cleanser, we use generic <laughs> soup and oyster crackers. It's the best palate cleanser there is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. So um, let's look up some reviews on this. I'm just kind of curious because the wine world can get really ridiculous. Oh, where's the one I just saw? <laughs> Somebody's trying to speak Spanish. Me gusta mucho. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, for the price range, a very powerful red wine. A lot of cassis, rosemary, and dark chocolate. A fine tannin structure and a light mineralic. I'm not sure English is their first language. <laughs> good value wine if you get this bottle below $20. We did. We scored a good value on this because we are bargain hunters. And you will answer the origin if you have got blind test. Almost Chilean character she has. What is he, Yoda? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Marion? You find a good review there? Oh, this one. It's rich, dark purple in glass that is hearty and flavorful expression of the common era grape. Chewy with licorice, <laughs> blackberry, and cherry notes. It's a little rough, even with air, but overall a pleasure to drink. I've never heard chewy <laughs> in a wine review. That's a new one. And even though I'm decidedly not an expert, that's not a word I would use. Chewy. You need to get a different bottle. <laughs> yeah. Chewy. What are you chewing? That's insane. Do you think they're trying to say, like, it's got a complicated body? Uh, you got to chew on it for a while? I don't know. What Decide was, if you like I'm it. I'm so confused by that. Yeah. Chewy. You know what I got to say? I like the other one better. I, I do like Am I allowed one. to say that? I like the $4 oh, no, I'm all bottle over that. of wine better. It's smoother. Does this make me less of a person? No, no, no. It's smoother. It's easier to drink. And I think you and your company would enjoy it a whole lot better. This one, this one's more like a gift to your bosses. If you have your bosses over. Yeah. I feel like this is one to impress people with. Yeah. But if I want to have a kitchen table wine... Mm-hmm. Um, that's just smooth and the bottle keeps pouring. It's the $4. It's the Panalonco. I think that's a pretty good deal for Carmenere. Yeah, it is. You know, and that's and I got to say, like, I feel like I have to defend myself. Like, I don't mind complicated wines, and I don't mind wines that are heavy body. We normally reach for Malbecs and Syrahs all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we like in this house. But this is... Yeah, I think this is impress your boss with. This is Christmas present, and I oh, want to raise, yeah. please. This this is a good Christmas present. Not to be wasted on your other friends. And the Panalonco is 
you are my dearest friends and I'm not going to spend more than $5 on you. Don't buy me this bottle. Buy me the other bottle. <laughs> you don't have to spend more than $5 on me. I'll take this as an insult. <laughs> you know, go. when you're conducting a podcast on top of a Goya adobo seasoning <laughs> bottle and you've got a 75-cent bag of oyster crackers, I think you already knew the stakes were pretty low. Yeah. So, Marion... This is a question I gotta ask you. That's completely off the cuff. You see how I stared off into this? Yeah, the you kitchen? did. You did. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Because people don't even know how we became friends. People don't even know why we're friends. Our one listener might care. Oh. How did that? How did we become? Was it the kids? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're neighbors. Um, so that helps, but that Not doesn't necessarily mean neighbors though. No, people. no. Next My next door neighbor is a sociopath. But that's another podcast. Are we really going to say that? I have no problems. The odds of him listening are really slim. <laughs> he might be the one listener. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Greg, I'm sorry. We'll do a better job with the weed whacker. You can't use names. <laughs> oh, man. We're done. Don't hurt me, Greg. <laughs> there are people here who care about me. There's like five people. Oh, but my gosh. They do. They, they need me to be here. Yeah, no, I, I don't really remember when we met socially on the street um, or how we ever struck up a conversation. I couldn't tell you how we first met. I think what, when you stood out to me was when you needed help with your daughters. Oh, yeah, probably. That was when I started to get to know you better, I think. Well, our neighborhood's very social, so it was probably at one of the meet and greets, and we all kind of met each other and then started hanging out. We don't really do official meet and greets, by the way. Yeah, we just have fires to show up. People sit in their driveway and drink, and then you walk by, and they make you drink with them. That's pretty much the nature of our neighborhood. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is how our neighborhood works. It really is. Like, there's nothing fancy about it. There's no welcome mic, and there's no... Mm-hmm. We got rid of... We dissolved the homeowners association. We yeah. weren't interested. That was my elbow for people listening. <laughs> she <laughs> rude. <laughs> One day when I get a microphone and I don't have to use my adobo seasoning, we won't have to deal with sounds like this. Oh. So for my one listener, um, who's probably not Greg, thank you so much for putting up with our terrible background noise. When you have five million children and pets, oh, it's wow. hard to keep all these like noises it out. It's very quiet, actually. Everybody's like, oh, you've got to do a soundproof room. I'm like, I have an open-planned house. <laughs> Are we going to squat in the bathroom and drink wine? Because that doesn't so. sound fun to me. That's only what I do when I'm in pain and, and by oh. myself. You I really don't drink alone. Oh. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care, too. I like the social aspect. Yeah, yeah. so... You think that we just kind of met maybe at the neighborhood? Yeah, I think we just got closer over time through uh, each interaction with every fire, every birthday party, every holiday party. And then you kind of just like stuck when the kids started sticking. Because really when I first moved here, we kind of kept to ourselves because we didn't know anybody. And I was in and out with the Navy anyway, so I wasn't actually home myself. And then uh, when I got out, that's when my freedom came. I was able to... Your freedom? freedom. Like, <laughs> they cut your shackles loose. Oh, man. Those chains were heavy. <laughs> 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 Poor Kevin. He's out there right now. Just Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I wasn't supposed to mention that. Sorry. We'll scrub it out. We'll edit it out. <laughs> no, you won't. I might. I might. I <laughs> just could leave get, it in there. I could get professional. It's okay. It's okay. 
We're very protected at the home. Enter if you... When we can afford to buy a microphone, can we please call it the adobo? <laughs> Our adobo stand? <laughs> Our adobo stand? Yes. I like that. I like that. I don't know. I don't know at what point, uh, because I'm friendly with everybody in the neighborhood, but I don't know at what point I turned and I realized, oh my God, you are just like me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Beyond the acquaintance thing. Mm-hmm. When I had to stop being so polite, you know? Yeah. What happened? You were polite. Uh, for a long time. You were polite. Well, something I've gotten accused of, which I find funny because I think I'm a very friendly person, but I'm usually... Person. Person. <laughs> Look, I am two bottles in now. Okay. You can't have high expectations for gotcha. me. I'm not even five foot three. <laughs> you know, like, how much alcohol can I actually drink in an hour? You're a mom and a teacher. You could drink a lot. Mm, I've been slipping in my game, you know? But something I get accused of a lot at the workplace is that people think... I have, I guess, RBF. Mm. And so a lot of people think, um, I'm a bitch. I've, I've heard that many times. And then they're like, oh, I didn't realize you were cool. Or I didn't realize like you were friendly. And I think I get accused of that because I tend to work in places I'm pretty miserable in. <laughs> like it has <laughs> nothing to do with people. Oh, we'll see. But I don't know if that was your attitude about me. No, I just keep people at a distance anyway. You know, I don't like people. Yeah, that's true. So I think you and, and I were. People find me funny. I don't understand. People like me. I'm like, why do you like me? I don't like you. Well, that's what people don't realize is that you are actually making actively making fun of people, and then they're like. <laughs> And you're like, I wasn't really kidding, but I, I that's fine. Real. Yeah. I think, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess it's they like the truth, though. They like it when somebody's straight with them. Uh, yeah, maybe me. they do. I can maybe they you. don't. <laughs> I can tell you. So I feel like you and I were being polite for many years and RBFing each other. Mm-hmm. And then one day, one of us broke the ice. And I want to say, actually, it was Kevin that broke the ice. He's so social. He makes me It was so one mad. of those times where... Uh, we got invited over to do something and I realized that I was like, I really like, I kind of, you know, like, Oh, I like everybody. But I'm like, I genuinely Mm. like Kevin. He's friendly. He's, he's, (laughs) he loves, he's different. (laughs) No, he, he has a typical black man. No, not at all. He has that um, ability. Like when you walk into the house and he's actually a lot like my uncle this way, one of my uncles Mm -hmm. that you feel at home. You know what I mean? That you're truly welcome and that when he talks to you, he's actually really listening to you. Like, that's interesting. Because most people don't. Most people are on their phones or, you know, most people are busy thinking of what they're going to say. I'm guilty of that all the time. Like, and what's crazy is I hate people, but I love hosting. Like, you can come to my house anytime. I'll host. Oh, yeah. You get taken care of at your house so So well. And, um, and yeah, and your home is very, and I think it's what it was. I came over to your home and it just really struck me. You ate my ribs and you were like, I'm keeping her. <laughs> that's what yes, it was. I, I know do. That, that's what it is for Israel. I do. <laughs> my we, chicken. My we chicken love ribs. your ribs and we love your, um, your wings. Yeah. And I have probably cracked about 70% of your sauce <laughs> at this point. I've been oh, paying man. attention every single time. Really? I know your base. And I know some of the things you doctor it with. Yeah, oh. she is shaking her head, and she's not pleased by this development because I've never admitted that I've been watching all of these years. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to wait for you to die because I'm going to live forever. 
I am not going to wait for you to die. I do have to make your mom some gumbo, though. But it's starting to warm up, so I got to get her one more pot of gumbo. That's absolutely true. So um, what's interesting, I guess, is that we've discovered a $4... Let me pour some more of you. <laughs> Sorry. You picked it up, so I was like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to go straight from the bottle at this point <laughs> and ignore the uh, $16.99 bottle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll say well, that for tomorrow. Hey, um, we probably rambled on long enough. Let's thank everybody oh. for subsidizing our wine habit. Thank you. Help us get to that $4. Yes. We need to clink it. That wasn't loud. Uh-huh. Uh, they need to know it's for real, that we're committed. Mm-hmm. And um, we thank you, one listener. Um, and sometimes $4 is better better than $16.99. All right. It is. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Love y'all. In Montana. thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes please hit subscribe or take a minute to leave a rating and a review this helps us get closer to our goal and helps other people find us and join in the fun we really appreciate your support and we look forward to drinking more with you one glass at a time bye